Have you ever come home from a long day just to find out that that meat you needed for your recipe has totally slipped your mind the last time you went to the grocery store? Well, with the help of ButcherBox, you might never have to deal with that problem ever again. With ButcherBox, you get the convenience of having high-quality meat and seafood delivered straight to your door. Not to mention the peace of mind you get to feel knowing that it's 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free. All humanely raised with no antibiotics or added hormones. Let ButcherBox help make your life even easier. No grocery store required. In addition to free shipping on every order, you get to curate your box plans, have access to member-exclusive deals, get recipe ideas and inspiration, as well as helpful tips. You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up for ButcherBox today by going to butcherbox.com morningcup and use the code morningcup at checkout and enjoy your choice of bone-in chicken thighs, top sirloins, or salmon in every box for an entire year. Plus, get $20 off. Again, that's butcherbox.com slash morningcup and use the code morningcup. Question. If I were to ask you right this second to write down all of the subscriptions you pay for each month, would you be able to do it without missing one? It's more difficult than it sounds, especially with so many options and those sneaky free trials that you sometimes forget to cancel. What if I told you I had the perfect solution to help you with this exact problem? Why don't you try Rocket Money? With the help of Rocket Money, I was able to see each and every single subscription I pay for, even the ones I totally forgot I had. I'm sure you've been there too, but Rocket Money can help cancel it with just a few taps. Between streaming platforms, apps, delivery services, and even parenting and kids subscriptions, it's hard to keep track of exactly what you're spending and how much it all adds up to each month. Not to mention the fact that it seems every single day one of those subscriptions suddenly jumps up in price. Rocket Money alerts you when this happens, so you're never caught unawares. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Take control over your finances and with the help of Rocket Money's easy-to-use dashboard, compare your monthly spending and make saving money easier than ever. They'll also try to negotiate lowering your bills up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll even deal with customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morningcup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morningcup. Rocketmoney.com slash morningcup. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Sometimes the most mild-mannered men can be hiding big secrets. On March 22, 1977, a family man mysteriously disappeared and began a story that, to this day, is one of America's most intriguing unsolved mysteries. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Prior to the bizarre turn his life took, Charles Morgan lived what appeared to be a completely unassuming life. A normal life that never raised any eyebrows or flew any red flags. He was the head escrow agent at the statewide escrow in Tucson, Arizona, considered a success amongst his colleagues, 
lived with his wife Ruth and their four daughters, and did all the things a normal 39-year-old man was known to do. Everything was utterly normal until March 22, 1977, when Charles Chuck Morgan left for work and did not come home for three days. Then, almost as quickly as he disappeared, Charles burst through the front door of his home, handcuffs hanging from either wrist and one on his ankle, as he hastily found the nearest piece of paper and pen and explained to his wife that he had been held captive for a number of days, but finally managed to escape. He also said that the reason he could not speak was because those same captors had painted a hallucinogenic drug onto his throat that would either kill him or make him go bad. Then he made a final confession that seemed to both make sense of his strange behavior and complicate their situation at the same time. Charles Morgan, as it turned out, was not a mild-mannered president of his escrow company. He was, according to his written notes to his wife, a U.S. Treasury agent. It should be noted that, at this point in time, Arizona was the only state that allowed blind trust ownership of real estate, meaning people could buy property without being traced and individuals like Charles Morgan, an escrow agent, were the only ones who knew a buyer's true identity. At the time of his disappearance, Charles was doing real estate work for two organizations, the Ned Warren family and the Joe Bonanno family, both alleged crime groups. As she grappled with all of this information, Charles asked Ruth if she would move his car somewhere so they did not know he had made his way back home. However, when pressed, Charles remained tight-lipped about who the mysterious they might be and commanded her not to call the police because a hit would be put on the lives of them and the rest of their family. Ruth tried to press him about the details of his alleged kidnapping, but Charles simply told her that the less she knew, the less likely it would be that someone in their family, their children, would be hurt. For a week, Ruth nursed her husband back to health, feeding him with an eyedropper and waiting patiently for his voice to return. When it did, he alluded to a secret identity and claimed he offered government assistance to combating organized crime, a far stretch from the mild-mannered real estate man she had thought she had married. Following his harrowing and quite sensational ordeal, Charles became a completely different man. He was on edge all the time, grew a beard to try and mask his identity, wore a bulletproof vest at all times, refused to let his daughters go anywhere alone, and told the entire family that, if anything should happen to him, he would leave behind a letter explaining everything. Two months passed without an incident. That was until Charles once again disappeared from his Tucson home. Nine days after his disappearance, a devastated and confused Ruth Morgan received a phone call from an unknown woman who simply said, Chuck is all right, Ecclesiastes 12, 1 through 8, and hung up the phone. The verse read, Men are afraid of a high place and of terrors on the road. Remember him before the silver cord is broken and the golden bowl is crushed. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Two days after the phone call on June 18, 1977, the body of Charles Morgan was found about 40 miles away from his home in the middle of the desert, with a bullet wound to the back of his head. A bullet wound that seemed to come from his own gun, which was found lying beside him completely void of any fingerprints. Scattered around his abandoned car was some ammunition, a few weapons, a CB radio, 
sunglasses that did not belong to him, and one of Charles's teeth wrapped up in a handkerchief. Clipped to his underwear was a $2 bill with a number of Spanish surnames written onto it, as well as a map to the area that had Robles Junction and Sassabi marked, both towns that are known for criminal smuggling. According to some of the sources, that Bible verse mentioned on the phone call was also written on the bill with the word Ecclesiastes 12 written and verse 1 through 8 marked by arrows drawn to the serial numbers on the bill. Despite all of this and the fact that he was wearing a bulletproof vest and had a knife and holster on his body when found, the sheriff's department ruled the death as a suicide. Two days after his body was found, the anonymous woman, referring to herself as Green Eyes, called the Pima County Sheriff's Department and, after telling them that she was the woman who called Ruth, said she met with Charles at a motel where he showed her a suitcase filled with cash. He told her that there was a contract out against his life, worth about $90,000 and growing, but that he and the hitman had come to an agreement and his life was being spared in exchange for the money that he was carrying. Police looking into the case were able to corroborate at least part of her story when they checked the CCTV footage and saw the two of them meeting between the time of his disappearance and when his body was found at a Southside hotel registered in Charles's name. He met with the woman several times, but when Ruth was asked if she believed her husband was having an affair, she vehemently denied it, saying, quote, a woman knows when her man has strayed and Chuck hasn't strayed in 19 years. Decades have passed since Charles Morgan was killed, and in that time, not a single suspect has ever been found or arrested. Given what has been pieced together between Ruth's story and the pieces given by the mysterious Green Eyes, it is believed that Charles carried out some escrow work for the mafia. And according to his attorney, Ronald J. Newman, testified in a secret state investigation involving Tucson's Banco Internacional de Arizona, and former director David Colley. Attorney General Bruce Babbitt later confirmed that they had been conducting an investigation for the banking department and that Charles had been called to testify about the international dealings at Banco, dealings that he knew about but was not involved in. Shortly after Charles's body was found, his impounded car was broken into while in police possession, and his office was ransacked. Several weeks later, two men claiming to be FBI agents showed up at the Morgan home and searched it thoroughly. Despite claims that he was working against organized crime, some believe that Charles actually was involved in something nefarious that led to his death, mainly citing his alleged involvement with Joseph Bonanno and Ned Warren. Some say the crime bosses used him to purchase gold, bullion, and platinum and laundered their money through a number of different escrow accounts. Ruth even admitted that, on one occasion, Charles mentioned the amount of laundering being done through Tucson, but claimed he was not involved in any of it. So maybe his knowledge and testimony is what got him killed. Or maybe he was involved in something much darker that got out of hand. Despite all the peculiarities, on August 10, 1977, the case of Charles Morgan was officially closed and his death was ruled a suicide. Ruth Morgan staunchly refutes the suicide theory and believes wholeheartedly that he was murdered. With a lot of questions and very little in the way of answers, the death of Charles Morgan remains one of the most baffling unsolved murder cases in recent American history, which is why it should come as no surprise that a show like Unsolved Mysteries picked up the story and aired it on an episode on February 7th, 1990. 
After the air date, Unsolved Mysteries received several calls related to Charles's death, and a man named Don Devereaux began investigating several of the calls related to the show. He learned pretty quickly about Charles's involvement with money laundering through his escrow company, and that he had apparently received a large sum of money as a result of these activities, some of which allegedly came from Southeast Asia. He also discovered that Charles kept duplicate records of all of the illicit transactions and came to the conclusion that he was killed because he was still in possession of these records. Three months after the broadcast, a man named Doug Johnston was found shot to death in his car outside his Phoenix, Arizona office, an office that was right across the street from Don Devereaux's and in a car that was almost identical to Don's. Don believes that a shadow of a doubt that Doug Johnston was killed on accident by a hitman who was supposed to kill him instead. A year after Doug's murder, Don was contacted by a writer from Washington, D.C. named Danny Casolaro, who agreed to share with him the information he uncovered about Charles Morgan's illegal gold transactions. Danny died suspiciously before the two ever met up. All three cases remain unsolved. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to A Terrible Thing Happened on March 23rd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.